Naked ABCs, where we review each Bare Naked Lady song alphabetically from 7 to Y. I am reveling in the opportunity from last week. It is something that I had wanted to do for a long time, and Susan was a wonderful guest. Um, I guess you could say I feel like I'm in a daze. I feel as though it, it really it didn't really happen. Did we really interview her last week, Aaron, or was that just some part of a, a vision? It was like that a, I had it was the, like a crazy dream. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, that I had in the middle of the afternoon, like in the middle of a meeting at work, like uh, at, during the day. It you was mean? like yeah. I don't know. It's like beating a dead horse metaphor. I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully not literally. Anyway, <laughs> this week I'm joined by Aaron, Michelle. And we are joined this week by Greg from This Might Be a Podcast. He reviews some band or another that might, I don't know, they might be Lilliputians. They must they, be giants. It's there may be giants. <laughs> <laughs> it's another group of musical dorks, you know. Uh, appropriately enough, I just heard that uh, the Terry Gilliam film, The Man Who Killed uh, Don Quixote, is actually finally going to get released, so... Uh, there you go. Very nice. excited to see that. Hmm. Since that's where they got their name. I'm a huge They Might Be Giants fan. Uh, Greg, Voice. I'm not sure if these guys told you, but yeah. it's almost, it's rare that an episode goes by that I don't make some kind of comparison I to They Might Be Giants. I was going to say, Aaron <laughs> mentions them on a weekly basis. Yeah, I've, I've listened <laughs> to a handful of your guys' episodes. I've heard it uh, a couple times. There may have been one I, that I didn't oh, yeah, yeah. on. There's my, nice. my, <laughs> my Flans pick. Nice. <laughs> We can compare Aaron merch. might miss an episode every now and then, I gotta, but it's I gotta pretty pick rare. from John Flansbury, so I've seen them live a couple times, and yeah. I'm actually on a tribute album called They Pay Tribute. My friend oh. and I made a band called They Might Be Gaints that switched the I and the A around in Giants, and we, we covered fingertips, and it was hilarious and Wait, crazy Wait, okay, hold on. I'm actually in the middle of recording my fingertips episode. I'm doing no way. A, a huge thing. There's n- no spoiler alerts, but I'm doing something special with fingertips, but... Me and the guy who uh, uh, are doing it, uh, we couldn't quite get through all of it in one night, and he, he got pretty drunk, and I got pretty tired, and uh, so we're going to pick it back right. up, but if I can, where can I find this, too, because we play covers and stuff in um, the podcast. I'm not sure. Hold on. Let me, I don't know if it's on or like, you could just or send me. I could send you, like, an MP3. Yeah. That would totally be That'd be awesome, man. Be yeah, perfect. I'd love to have you, have you play it. It was a lot of fun. It was... Um, it, quite a challenge, as you might imagine. Yeah, who's heard that song. <laughs> I mean, they're a challenging man to cover as it is. I mean, I just yeah. did like ten covers of theirs over the weekend at my. Awesome. We did our first live episode about "Don't Let's Start," and then we did a tribute, <laughs> tribute set after with a bunch of my friends, like in different combinations, doing uh, all sorts of songs. But yeah, I played some accordion on "Don't Let's Start" as well as a bunch of other ones. Excellent. Nice. Uh, wow. Yeah, I played the accordion on some. I'm a, I'm a music teacher, I should say that, and I've, I went oh, awesome. to school to play pretty much everything, like I'm a band teacher and stuff. I have my specialties, but I played guitar on some songs, played drums on a song, played bass on a song, played accordion on a bunch of songs, and then some piano and some synthesizer stuff. But yeah, whole whole bunch yeah. of stuff. And their songs are so hard to cover, and then fingertips, oh, it's yeah. like, oh. I mean, they are, they are, I mean, on the, the I'm treating them like the separate songs, which is part of the gag for what I'm doing with fingertips. I like their own little songs, but then mm-hmm. when you string them together, it's like you're just hopping genres constantly. So uh, uh, the band hops genres as it is, but when yeah, the songs are only six to ten seconds long. It's like it's a microcosm like, of the They Might Be Giants experience. Yeah, and it's, like, <laughs> it's like whiplash. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to hear that, so you should send it my way. Yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to. So check out This Might Be a Podcast, guys, because... Uh, if you like Bare Naked Ladies, I dare say there's a very good chance that you will like They Might Be Giants. They're they're both very kind of quirky, and they they kind of cover a, a whole breadth of different subgenres within rock and even outside of rock, you know, jazz and fusion and all kinds of other influences. They're, and they're, you know, they're both the thinking man's rock. They really are. Yes. They really are. Truly. Indeed. A lot of tongue-in-cheek. If, if, you, you know, if, you're, if you've always aspired to be a Radiohead person, but you just can't stand being that depressed... <laughs> Check out They Might Be Giants. 
or, or at least they're when your vitamin lyrics. D kicks in, switch yeah. on over. <laughs> they might be giants. They they've made a career out of making depressing lyrics fun. Yeah, no, that's true. That's, right. that's very depressed. true of BNL as well. Especially Stephen Page has that yeah. like twist mm-hmm. where you, you do kind of a. Uh, I also am a big fan of uh, Get Set Go. I don't know if you guys know Get Set Go, but Mike Mike no. TV does yes. some amazing. Very, very depressing or angry lyrics, but really, really beautiful sounding major songs. And it's just like such a great <laughs> contrast. Yeah. So shout out to Mike TV Live uh, at Twitch. He, he does live shows all the time. Oh, interesting. So anyways, for this week for BNL, <laughs> a little bit of a divergence there. I know, right? This week we're actually covering a very... I would say very different sounding it is. song for Bare Naked Ladies. It's Daydreamin' off from Grinning Streak in 2013. Uh, it is a Kevin Hearn song, uh, so you can already have some guesses about where I might be going this week. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> you know Tracy you hates know, Kevin. But, I mean, I, I should... Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. You know what's funny? Uh-oh. I should preface that. I knew this was a Kevin I, song I before I even knew it was a Kevin song. Like, the minute it started playing, oh. it's like, mm. this has got to be a Kevin song. And then I looked, and I'm like, oh, yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. We love Kevin. We Kevin. love Kevin. Yes. Let that be understood. Hey, I, I will say right <laughs> off the bat that I think this song is pretty great, but it is like way out of left field. But again, if it's if you treat them anything like they might be giants, it's like nothing is out of left field. Nothing. Yeah, it's all left you know. Field. Yeah. Yeah. They <laughs> it's they have all left That's field. True. You know, even even when you go through, like, I was just, like, kind of skipping around Spotify, because, I, I mean, I wouldn't call myself a super fan by any means. But, I mean, uh, skipping through, like, even, like, the top tracks on Spotify, of course, you got, you know, the obvious ones. But even going through the obvious hits, there's, like, you know, the straight-up pop rock songs. There's some, like, they have some with folkier ones with accordion, and then, like, you get these more electronic ones, and it's very, uh, there definitely are a lot of parallels to They Might Be Giants, and They Might Be Giants have rocked some pretty bumping electronic tracks too but fans aren't like what is this uh this is like the remixing themselves They're like no it's just another they might be giant <laughs> song they just you know they wanted to do this so they did it so same yeah. kind of thing so this is a very electronic song this is very much a keyboard song like it, you can almost tell that kevin wrote this with the keyboards in mind and then added the other tracks or other other instruments in after um or the other guys added extra stuff in after because it, it's very more much keyboard prevalent um so why don't we why don't we take a moment and kind of head over for to Aaron for the breakdown? All right, let's break it down. In my analysis of this song, it it struck me this was not really a traditional song structure. I mean, it kind of is. If you want to be as simplistic as possible in reducing this song down to kind of boiling it down to its elements, I guess I would characterize this song as intro, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, kind of an instrumental bridge. Although it's really this basically the chorus changes. And then an outro. It's very, very simple. Nothing wrong with simplicity, but it's a very simple song. It's in the key of C major, adding to the simplicity of it. Uh, it's uh, at 120 <laughs> beats per minute. Now, I'm very curious to talk to Greg, since Greg's a music teacher. This song, to me, felt like it just kind of sat in C almost the entire time. Let's you know, go there's, ahead there's a, and let's sit in C right now. Let's see. Yeah. What kind of beat yeah. do we want here? <laughs> there we go. Oh, nice. We got a Casio... Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's an old. Runner. It's an old uh, Yamaha Porta sound. Uh, I do yeah, have a Casio like, tone over in the corner here, oh, as nice. well as a Roland Juno 60 analog <laughs> synth. This was my wife's uh, when she was a little girl. This is bringing me back. I have some other stuff, like I have a Texas Instruments speaking music that was mine from Ooh, when I was a kid. Nice. I've I've got a whole bunch of uh, dorky little toys. I'm jealous of all the toys, classics. Man. But <laughs> but yeah, this song, you know. For, despite being, I mean, m- most most musicians at least can tinker around on a keyboard. Keyboard is, you know, the piano is one of those instruments where you you, know, you just press the key. You don't need to really have proper technique to like mm. you know bash out some sort of song on it. Doesn't he mostly play guitar? I mean, honestly, like you guys are gonna have to correct me on a lot of stuff here, but doesn't he mostly play guitar live or does he play keyboards too? Kevin's the keyboard guy. Kevin plays keyboards. Yeah. He can play he can play guitar. Okay. He can play a lot I, of things. You but know, I saw mostly... a live video of him doing. 
Because I saw a live video of him doing this song on acoustic guitar. That's what that's what threw me. He's able to yeah. vary it up quite a bit. Okay. So. They're um, all kind of, I think, at least multi-instrumentalist to a certain extent. Right, right, right. I mean, it's a, it's the best key to noodle around in. So if yeah, he's just it's like... Yeah, it's easy to... Yeah, if he just sets like a little drum machine rolling for like, you know, 20 <laughs> minutes and then just kind of noodling around, it's just like, well, let's sort through that and see what came out. And, and uh, it, it's... Well, let's talk about that for well, a second. Yeah. Was, this, was this Tyler or was this a drum machine? Because I heard no fills on this entire song. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was it was either electronic drums or like it was just really quantized. But uh, yeah, I, I'm guessing it was probably it could have been electronic drums uh, these days, especially with these like superior drummer things they have, where they actually take like recordings of actual drums and you can track it out on MIDI. It's mm-hmm. actually really hard to tell sometimes if it's if it's live drums or not. But yeah, it was very simple kind of beat. It very easily could have been just electronically uh, laid out. Yeah, I'm currently. I currently got sent a, a record to mix. Guys had recorded a record, and we're like, "Are they? They'd record this one song that they wanted to put out as a single, and they're mm. like, yeah, I don't think we did very well with it. Uh, can you try and fix it?'" So they sent it to me, and I'm like, "What's going on with these drums? Something seems a little off. Like I'm a. I mean, drummers. Drums is probably my strongest instrument." And you're like, oh yeah, that was on a Roland uh, V drums kit. So yeah, like yeah. like a really top of line electronic kit. Me. Yeah. So I'm like, because I could tell. Yeah. Like they they sound really good and they feel nice. Yeah. But like but. as a drummer, I could tell uh-huh. that it was not real Same. drums. So they just sent me like one track, and I'm like, no, send me the MIDI data. So I'm getting the MIDI data of each oh, drum. Nice. So, so then can I use, can screw with it and use yeah. all of my because I've I've oh I love like Superior Drummer where you can actually change the mic placement and everything. It's so good. oh yeah. There's there's some wacky stuff you can do. Yeah. So I interviewed Marty Beller, the drummer of the Might Be Giants, on nice. my podcast. Yeah, it was a surely really, that was Doctor Worm. Really good get. <laughs> uh, no, actually, we did an exclusive episode. <laughs> I posted like uh, 20 minutes of it um, in the thing, and then uh, the rest of it's in the Patreon. But <laughs> very cool. Very um, cool. They did so they did an album with the only album that they might. Be Giants have not produced themselves was uh, the Dust Brothers co-produced their 2007 mm. album, The Else, and they're known yeah, for like stuff with Beck and BC Boys and stuff. So there were these tracks where I was asking them about how, like, I'm like, is that real drums or is that a drum machine or what? And the one we were talking about in particular is a song called um, Upside Down Frown, and he's yep. like, that that is me... But then they they cut it all apart and did what they wanted yeah, with it. So, <laughs> so you know, yeah, and not even quantize it. I mean, Marty is so good. He, he's like, you know, he can lock into a click no matter yeah. what, no matter what you want. You could tell there's chunks that they're like, ooh, we love what he did in these four measures. Let's loop that a bunch, and mm-hmm. then you'll then you'll hear gotcha. different little parts come in. But you can definitely hear like it's so repetitive in a way that like you know is cool for a drum machine kind of thing. So with with daydreaming, it is kind of hard to tell because. Yeah, th- in this, I mean, this record was 2013, so the technology right. was already there that really you can blur the lines in, in lots of ways. It could be a combination. Like, you could do, like, yeah. live yeah, kick and true. snare, live kick and snare, but then put, like, that like little electronic hi-hat over it. Or a lot, of, a lot of bands do that, like, where you like fake hand claps better than real hand claps, so yeah. we'll put some of those over the real drums. There's a lot of mixing going on. I- if you've seen, I just miss Tyler filling in in there. Yeah, just yeah. Well, he's he's like someone like Jimmy Chamberlain. I always think the best rock drummers are jazz trained. I'm not sure if Tyler's jazz trained, but it sure seems like he is. And it reminds me of, um... oh damn, I lost my train of thought. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I've had a rough That's day. Right. It reminds <laughs> you. It reminds you of they might be giants. Let's work it. Back yeah, there to, we go. Uh... No, it's. Uh... <laughs> Well, I'd like to say about this song, it seems to sit in T and C pretty well for most of the song. And and then there's like, sometimes it stays rooted in C as far as like, that's what the chord is. But then there's like an implied upward motion. So that it was interesting to hear Greg talk about just how easy it is to kind of play around in C. Because this sounds very much to me like someone just going like, uh, let's just walk up the keys and then we'll just kind of walk mm-hmm. over here. And then, yeah, because you have this motion that's like one, two, three, four. And then two, three, four, six, one, or seven, one, I think it was. And then, um, yeah, it's just kind of, and then sometimes it just bounces back and forth between one and four, the C to F, C to F. Um, and you, it, I don't know, it's just really, it's very, very simplistic. And it seems like someone, to me, I envisioned this song coming out of someone just kind of sitting down, tinkering with the keys and kind of playing and be like, yeah, we can make yeah. a song around this and just kind of jamming it out. That's what I was thinking, because... I mean, it all feels very, very nice. This is a very chill mm-hmm. song. Like, it all feels very pleasant. 
you know, I can see why they put it like in the back half of the track listing. You know, it's not going to be the yeah. the single, but I really, really liked it. I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of synthesizers as well, yeah. and as a drummer, I do appreciate you know a cool drum machine programmed beat because I like programming them as well. I think you know the best programmed drum beats are going to be made by someone who could actually play it if they wanted right. to. But Agreed. then it's like, okay, well, I'm going to make it like you know this way, uh, and it's just very it's very chill like i was listening to it again when i came home from work and it's kind of you know it's not a ballad necessarily but it's not like in your face it's in this nice little middle middle range and being in c it's a pleasant key it makes pleasant you know it moves around in pleasant ways and it's all just very uh yeah it's very it's very aesthetically pleasing to me it feels like a daydream what about you michelle you've been (laughs) silent over there um I've been waiting to get a word in edgewise. Oh, no, sorry. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, it's everything that you said I have in my notes. It's not everything, but just like um, Greg, you had mentioned that it was a positive song. I felt like it was really positive and had this nice upbeat feel. Um, and I also, my first note was I like the video gamey kind of start to it. So it's been funny that we've yeah. been talking about old school video games because to me, yeah. This had that feeling um, of that kind of early video game. I just, I liked it. You know, it's a, it's an easy song to listen to. It's very positive. I like the um, the vocal quality and the chorus. I feel like it's kind of, it doesn't require a lot to listen to this. You can kind of just go with it without being... Without anything being shoved on you, you know what I mean? You can just yeah, listen yeah. to it, enjoy the tune, enjoy the sounds. And it made me kind of think of Tears for Fears, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. That's sort of like summer. Sure. I mean, not the sound of the song, but the feeling that it evoked in me, I guess. Sort of that easy, summer, positive, fun, anything's possible kind of a feeling. That's what That's what I got from it. I like that. I think aesthetically or tonally, there is a similarity there. I like that comparison, Michelle. I will say, yeah. of the two, I vastly prefer Everybody Wants to Rule the oh World. Oh my God, yes. A hundred percent. Well, I mean, that's an iconic track, and this is just, you know, on the back half of uh, you know, 2013 album. This would be another song that would be nice to listen to while you're shopping at the mall. Like, oh, it's in the background, and I'm Human not- music. It's not you requiring know, <laughs> anything of me. If I could go back to the the video game uh, thing that you brought up, are yes. any of you familiar with the uh, the genre of chip tune? Oh yes, I love chip tune. <laughs> no, chip tune is using where hardware. Please go ahead. Yeah, Jeff, you take the guts out of like a Game Boy or an NES or an Atari or something, and basically you rig it. I mean, you, I, me, and my friend have been talking about like trying to actually do that. Uh, a lot of people fake it with synthesizers. You know, I can yeah. make any you know something sound like a Game Boy. But like the the authentic uh, chip tune, <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about authenticity and chip tune music. Or you take you actually chip tune music, yeah, <laughs> right, uh, yeah. Uh, Japan to table, and so you take the guts out of uh, of a Game Boy and you basically mm-hmm. rig it up to a you know a keyboard controller. Yes, I actually think I've seen this on YouTube. Don't they yeah. have a couple of videos on there, like from a couple oh, of years ago? Sure. I bet if you Maybe? search just Bare Naked Ladies chiptune, you'd find hundreds. Oh, Cause, interesting. Because They Might Be Giants fans are really into it, too. It's another kind of geeky, you know, sub-genre kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, wow. There's also a guy I found. I uh, found a treasure trove of Mario Paint... Uh, Ooh, they might be I giants covers. covers. You know, oh, I should yeah. see if I should see if there's any burning ladies for you guys for future episodes. Did you but say it's when, chip tunes? Yeah, chip, chip tunes. Yeah, like you're taking the okay. microchips out of it. There right? is oh, right. only one that I could find looking at it, and I'll I'll make sure I post it for this week. It's Pinch Me, okay. which is an eight bit chip tune. Yeah, so they'll do like for, for instance the the so NES. Anyone who's listening, yeah. needs to go out and actually do chip <laughs> tunes up, and we'll post it do on some the covers. show if we haven't already covered that song. Yeah, that'd be awesome, <laughs> yeah. actually. Um, but yeah, you, I'm going to start looking for that every week from here on out. I once did tweet out a request for a, a cover of a song that I could not find any covers of, and someone sent me a cover that was pretty well recorded in like the next five hours before I recorded the episode. Wow. wow. I put out, I'm like, hey, who wants to cover this song? And someone actually did it. <laughs> That's pretty That's great. Awesome. I love the internet, man. Yeah, right. But yeah, it's like the old NES had, uh, like I think it was like two... Two square waveforms, a sawtooth waveform, 
and a noise channel. And that was all they had really to make all their music. And I, I really like have a huge deep appreciation for these composers who composed for these early like 16 and 8-bit consoles because of yeah. the limitations placed upon them and how they would compose and things like that. Like the, It's not as simple as just scoring it out. You have to use these like tracker software and everything back in the day. You know, it's become a lot easier now. As Greg said, you can get like these voices on a synth and just kind of replicate it. But yeah, I've actually been to a chiptunes concert where the guy had like <laughs> the guts of the systems out and has it hooked up to nice. a midi controller and it was really yeah. cool to see wow yeah that's cool yeah the real, the real deal now you guys are saying chiptune like with this song to me and, and it might be related to chiptune to me this song reminded me of a ringtone like the whole beginning of this song reminded me of a ringtone. Oh yeah. Early ringtones were very much had that kind yeah. of eight bit, sixteen bit sound quality. So yeah, for me it was a Motorola Razor. Nokia. The little Nokia. <laughs> well, I found the bare naked ladies uh, big bang uh, oh. theme in eight bit. Oh please so send that along. Already did that episode, oh, I know, cool. but <laughs> Sure. <laughs> here's here's one That's of my cool. many many problems with this song. The beginning of the song is. <gasps> oh, I love it when you have a problem with a song, Tracy. It just makes oh, me Tracy's happy. Because Tracy is so oh, all boy. in. Um, <laughs> wow. I can't wait. Spill it. Tell me everything. The whole beginning of the song. So first of all, I didn't like like I like some ringtones. I didn't like this ringtone sound at the beginning of the song. <laughs> yeah, you probably find Chip Tooth pretty <laughs> Then you might not like Chip Tune then. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I act like the old Mario Brothers and all, all and Zelda and all that. I love those old things. I j- there was something about this I just didn't like. And it went on for 40 seconds. And I'm like, oh my goodness, it's drilling into me. And then it just kept going on in the background throughout the whole rest of the song. And I'm just, it's drilling through my brain. I even <laughs> tried to go back and listen to, like, cut out the first 40 seconds and start the song from there, from where the lyrics start up. And I still didn't like it because all I could hear was the that theme going over and over and over again throughout the whole song. How interesting. So then on the other end of it, so they get this really long hmm. intro. And then they have this really, really long yeah. outro as well. <laughs> it's a minute and 40 seconds long on the outro after the last word has been finished. And, and I have to say, like, they re- repeat the word daydreaming, I think it was like 10 times to finish. After that last one, it goes another yeah. minute and 40 seconds of them just doing instrumental. And I'm like, that, for a <laughs> 5 minute and 30 second song, that is much too long for me. <laughs> That's hilarious you don't Mm-mm. usually react this way to the bnl song very so rare. i i mean unless it's a kevin song it's very rare although i will say to <laughs> right to me this really didn't sound like a bnl song it didn't sound like this is not why i go to listen no. to bare naked ladies at all but i, I mean i like the song and i actually had a note that i liked the outro but again it was because it was easy and it didn't require anything i didn't have to do anything i could just let it happen it sounded like a, a like you had mentioned a song that you would hear an instrumental to in the middle of the mall yeah i don't know it's a pretty cool mall if they're playing stuff that's got <laughs> chiptune elements in it <laughs> they're, they're playing it it's uh, when i was down in jamaica stuff. for work i was at a chinese owned supermarket and I heard this romantic saxophone playing, and I stopped pushing my car, and I looked up, and I was like, wait, is that the Blade Runner soundtrack? And it was. It was the romance theme from Blade Runner playing in a nice. Jamaican Chinese-owned supermarket. It was one of the that weirdest, most so surreal experiences of my weird. life. You're talking, it the was original, really cool. 
original Blade Runner. <laughs> but it was super nice. weird. Wow. I kept expecting to look up and seeing Sean Young somewhere or something. You know, <laughs> well, right. So, okay. As far as I'm concerned, guys, I- I've mentioned how simple the song is. There, there's nothing wrong with simplicity. Uh-uh. Some of my favorite songs are very simple. A lot of like Beatles stuff, very simple. Yes. There's beauty in simplicity. Yes. But having said that, I just can't help but feel like this song is a little half-baked. Yes. Even the ending is really abrupt, and I'm sure that was intentional, but I'm not sure why other than, hey, let's do something other than ending on resolving to the tonic. I think maybe if it's trying to evoke a daydream, you might be like thinking, well, if you're daydreaming, suddenly someone might say your name and you're snapped out of it. So maybe that's thematically that's what they were going for. But to me, it's just more... Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I feel like this needed a little more time in the oven. Yeah. Um, I, I it's something had, else that I have no- it, Like, they had this really cool tinkling of the keys and Ed, like, picking on the guitar at that, at, in the outro. If they had done that throughout the whole song, that might have made it more interesting. Yeah. Well, I, I think Kevin's key work is probably the best part. It's the standout of this track. And you have that instrumental section where he's really yeah. going at it. And it's like, that was really cool. I like that. Um, and the funny thing is, though, while this song is quite different from some of the others that we've heard off of Grinning Streak, I have to say that there's something tonally, or I don't have no idea if it's the way they EQ'd it or compressed it or something, but Grinning Streak, everything that I've heard off it thus far, has this feel to me that's so much more homogenous than any of the other albums that we've sampled. So anything like Gordon or Stunt or Maybe You Should Drive, they're so... The dynamic range and the stylistic influences, it's, it's so much more diverse on those albums. And I, we've only probably covered four or five songs off Grinning Streak so far, maybe not even. But it seems like every time I run into this album, I'm like, eh, it's more the same, Meh. you know? And it's like, I don't yes. know, just something feels the same Meh. about it. And I can't quite... It's yep. factory pressed. So, I mean... <sighs> yeah, I mean, I guess, I don't know, are they trying to... Sell a few <laughs> albums. Know, I, yeah, I mean they've out. been a band oh, for definitely. for a long time. Yeah. at this point, so yeah, are they trying to tap into a different it's kind possible. of audience? I mean, you don't want to. That's the hard thing. You don't want to alienate. I mean, you guys, you know, longtime fans, by putting out something, you know, that yeah, you think sounds too homogenous or something like that, or too slick. I mean, not that they haven't had big budget records mm. before this, but um, I'm just looking at the all music review right now, and it and it says. Uh, uh, Grinning Streak finds the band sticking with the polished, mature sound that they delved into on 2010. <laughs> <Tracy. All of laughs> uh, and they gave it they gave it three and a half stars as now. I wouldn't say it's their polished, mature sound. I would say See, stunt. Well, yeah, that's, is a that's polished, mature fair-ish. sound. You know, I don't I don't think it's a bad album. But to to be to your point, I'm not a long term not... fan. I before Tracy pulled me into this project, I knew yes. maybe a handful. I could probably count on one hand or definitely two the songs that I knew by BNL. So I'm coming at this as a relative mm-hmm. newbie, just knowing most of the, the, the radio hits or whatnot. Um, and that's just an observation that I made. This album seems to be kind of homogenous. And, you know, again, I okay. one thing I want to say as a musician, and I want to stress this, writing music and especially finishing songs is very, very difficult. It might seem easy to someone who's never done it, but let me tell you, and I know firsthand how difficult it is to pull something up from the depths of your subconscious and work and work and work and work and work on it. And then finally, at some point, make the assessment, okay, this is done. This is finished. Because it never feels finished. It doesn't to me, mm-hmm. certainly. I never am like, okay, that I don't need to do... There may be one song I've ever written in my, in my 15 years of writing music or so. <laughs> Probably more now. Oh, wow. I'm getting old. Go, <laughs> like 20 years longer, of writing Aaron, music. Um uh, yes, yeah. I've probably only me. finished, I probably started about 300 songs, and I probably only finished 50 or 60. I mean, you of haven't those, even finished a movie yet. <laughs> of those songs, there's maybe one or two that I felt like, okay, that's definitely finished. I, I never really felt that with the others. I was always like, I guess I got to stop <laughs> trying to tweak this because I got to move on to something else. So I guess this is good enough. And that, that's always how it felt for me, at least. So I understand this is a huge. You know, it's, it's, it's a job of work as much as it is anything else. And I know how much effort must have gone into that. So to the BNL guys, if you're listening, oh, we know you're listening. <laughs> of course. Please come we on the show. We know they're listening. Oh, no, but please, please Ed don't. Ed listens yeah, faithfully don't every week. Personally, you know, of course, I love, 
so much of your music. But it just this this album, <laughs> what I've heard from it thus far, is just not really doing it for me overall. And uh, this is another example. This is not a bad song. I would say it's above average in the pantheon of like what a song could be. Yeah. But again, I have to compare it to all the other, you know, alcohol, alternative, girlfriend, a just to start some of the a's. Yeah, conventioneers. Well, what do you guys think about the albums that, that have come after this? We uh, like, we've I've never to, heard what is it, the Silver uh, Ball. Silver Ball, Ball? Uh, we've a, a Silver Ball comes after this. That didn't do well. Um, fake News has been sort of a recovery for them. They've done better with Fake News um, than they did with Silver Ball. So even you guys, you you like that? Is that is that their return to form? Uh, uh, fake News is probably like a rebound from Silver Ball, in my opinion, back to probably about this level. But I wouldn't say no. okay. it's like <laughs> so not a any better full than... recovery back to old form. We're, we're that foolish the enough is... to still be pulling for a Steven, Steven Page and BNL reunion, but we, we know that's not likely yes. to happen. Yeah, you know, guys, honestly, not until I was, you know, we decided that we would do our little crossover here that I was like, oh, uh, let me see what yeah. they've been up to lately. Wait, the guy's yeah. not in the band anymore? He's like the guy. Yeah, no, he's, he's one of the guys. And his last album was absolutely amazing. <laughs> Michelle and I. He's the bare naked lady. Yes. So I want to say that. I'll, I will go ahead. To Michelle, me. Well, I was going to veer off into a subject about Steven, but really to me, and I'm an old school fan, like I haven't even listened to. The only new stuff I've listened to is because of this podcast, but. Uh Um, and I'm admitting that I'm saying it out loud. Um, but to me, we are recording, you know, we are recording. This is going to be, I'm outing myself. Um, to me, the magic of the bare naked ladies is when Steven and Ed Mm. do their thing and Steven spills his messy guts and, it's so funny you mentioned that. What I was about to say was I was going to make a comparison to Pink Floyd. Now there are some people who are very much like in the fish fan hippie category who love early piper at the gates of dawn mm-hmm. sid barrett pink floyd but for me yeah pink floyd will mm-hmm. always be like basically you know dark side of the moon animals wish you were here that's the golden yes. era for me and then they yes. started to veer off like with the wall roger waters started to be a more of a control freak and then there was like the final cut which is practically a roger waters solo album and then they split and roger waters has made some really good music and pink floyd made some really good music without roger waters i like division bell there's some really good stuff on there but they never to me alone could have reached the height of their powers together and when they they bounced off each other roger mm. waters had that really edgy uh, just non-conformist angry. angry attitude and the really really the interesting contrast between like the the ferocity of the lyrics and sometimes the sensitivity of the music and then david gilmore has this wonderful blues sensibility and amazing ability to make the guitar sing and mm. be very melodic and tasteful and just when they combine together there's nothing like it and you never get quite yes. to the same again so it's always it's always sad for me to see a band that i think works better together end up splitting even if you know i'm sure if they're happier apart, like like with a, like parents in a divorce, maybe maybe it's good for everybody. It's yes. better for everybody. But it is it's sad that you saw it you still saw the, sucks. the golden <laughs> time and you wish you could return to it. You yeah. still need yeah, therapy right? about it. Mom and dad well, are fighting so again. I'm, I'm sure you guys have touched on this in other episodes, and I and I just haven't listened to them all. How dare you? It, was it any result of his? I know, right? His, he could didn't he have like a uh, alcohol problem? He had a, he had a cocaine problem. Oh, yeah. something God. Happened. He had many different he had, things. Dang, He's got a lot of things going on. He those funny men and their <laughs> cocaine. Oh. It does Usually, seem, I so mention was that something part of in every episode. It, it it does it does relate to it because they were having an image problem. They were just doing some like some children's albums around uh-huh. the time where he was busted for cocaine. Yeah, yeah. he did get caught. Three days before they were supposed to go to Disney and play, like that. <laughs> Bad timing, definitely. <laughs> with a pile of cocaine like on Scarface, the table, right? with a young woman who was not his wife. Oh wow! Yeah, that that That's big. was really bad timing, and, and, yeah, and we love not a band you I mean, he's so with her today, so still. Yes. Yeah. So they're married. They're married. Oh, but the woman that he, he, okay, he so was he married. Her. To somebody else when he, he was, was doing he was cocaine. He married to Carolyn this... at the time, though. Yes. Not a good look. The mother mm. of his children. Mm. No. But if you listen to every <laughs> single song of his from the beginning of time up until then, it's all there. It oh, yeah. shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. 
Here, yeah. Here's what it's I think. I love like you, Stephen Page. We know you're <laughs> listening. Come on the Please show. come we on love and you. talk to me about this. Okay. <laughs> Please come on again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so here's what I think the problem is with this album. And I think that it happens with many of the albums afterwards. I actually really enjoyed their album after Stephen left. There are a lot of really good songs on that. And I think that bands make their best music and artists make their best music when there is angst, when there is bitterness, when there are feelings that, that are driving them. And happiness they need to is process. not one that drives really good music. And after their album before this one, they recover. So, and this is their recovery album. This is their album where they're feeling happier, they're feeling better, they've, they've basically I, hit acceptance level in their grief process. It's, for the most part, a happy album, and it's hard with other songs that are on here, like Crawl and Boomerang, to sound angsty well, when you're not feeling angsty. That's kind of my angsty. theory, is that too much success is really bad for art. <laughs> Because I think the best art comes out of processing, yeah. you know, for me at least, I know it's been very therapeutic to have music, to write a song or something, if I need to process negative emotions. I, I the, One of my favorite moments in my life is my mom recorded with like one of those old camcorders, you know what I mean, back, uh, this was like early 2000s, uh, one of my, my first concerts ever at the music hall at UMA where I went to college. And I, I hear her, mm-hmm. <laughs> this, okay, a little bit of background on me. I have a band called The Second Child. Uh, very, very <laughs> uh, dark. It, it was my way of dealing, again, with my negative emotions, right? So I had a song where I had this really kind of dark, depressing guitar riff. And then I, I brought out this Fisher-Price record player. And I put on the Bambi record by <laughs> Disney. And I put my finger on the record to slow it <laughs> down. So it sounded really yep. weird and demonic. <laughs> and around this point, I hear my mom Ooh. lean over to my sister who's sitting next to her and go, Aaron's music is so dark. <laughs> that was after uh, Bambi's mom. It was it. very yeah, dark. Tracy's been there. He's heard, he's heard my stuff. I own I own the album. Thank I love the it. album. I don't play it with my kids in the car, but I do love the album. I appreciate it. It's hard to play long, slow elevator ride to hell with That's your kids true. in the car. True. I you think did. I got the yeah. name of that. The long right. monotonous elevator right, right to hell. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh well, no, yeah, thank you. <laughs> there you go. Nice. I always have to mess up. But something. yeah, so I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's just me being being so jaded. This this song is really it is, positive. That's a good like, thing overall, right? Like, I, I'm gonna teach you not to believe in me. Like, I have these dreams. I believe in myself. I'm gonna go for what I want, and I'm gonna teach you to not believe in me. You're gonna have it coming to you, kind of in a positive way, to not believe in me. You'll see soon I, that you were wrong. But not in a like ha ha yeah. kind of like way, but in a like eh, it's all right, you'll figure it out someday kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, I can't really connect with you on that. Well, <laughs> so here's my biggest problem. I think yeah, you guys know I'm I'm all over the map uh, musically speaking. You got are you guys familiar with the hip hop artist Lupe Fiasco? Lupe, Lupe Fiasco. Oh yeah, Kick Push is one of my favorites. He he did a song called Daydreaming song. as well. And it samples an amazing song that I absolutely love called Daydream in Blue by iMonster. And it has wonderful, fantastic backing vocals by Jill Scott. And it's a beautiful song. And if I'm hearing a song called Daydream and it's not really doing it for me, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'd rather be listening to Daydream. (laughs) Where's Jill Scott? Yeah. Well, in this this song, like the whole time I was listening to it, I'm like, if you're going to go on this theme... A much better version of a song that's on this theme is the philosophy song by Ben Folds Five. Like that hmm. whole like, you know what? You don't believe in me, but because there's a little bit of angst, a little bit of anger behind that. Like mm-hmm. you didn't believe in me, and you can hear it in the in its keyboards. It's, it's a keyboard driven song. In- interesting comparison. But well, there's ben that <laughs> little bit of anger in there, and that gets you to feel emotions and i don't feel emotions with this song i think that's one of the things that is missing for me can't just can't can't chillaxin be an emotion man just chillaxin <laughs> over here i can Greg. be it just isn't going Greg, to can i maybe can I the ask? gift of this song listen. is that you don't Greg, have geographically to where anything. are you located you I, I can't recall i'm sorry uh i am in lafayette okay. indiana i grew up in chicago though 
I'm only a few hours away from Chicago, hour north of Indianapolis. I am. I've lived in Indiana almost as long. So as I, I was going to guess, are you like on the Illinois West Coast at this or something? Because West Coast peeps tend to be a little more chilled out. But maybe, maybe I don't know about the Midwest. Maybe they're more chilled out. We East Coasters are way uptight. We are, <laughs> we're super angry all the time. Any, anyone who's in front of us is not in front of us. They're in our way. So like that is, we're yeah. very much hey. passive aggressive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm driving here. <laughs> exactly. We're a little bit less than Boston, no, yeah, yeah. but it's up there. My, yeah, my sister lives in uh, Watertown. Watertown in, uh, so I don't know. Maybe you're just a little yeah. more in touch with your chill side than we are. But <laughs> I don't know. You know, I'm. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. I said, I'm a music teacher, so I'm I'm doing music all day long, and um, I mean, I'm. You know, I teach a lot of. Uh, I try to make the music. You know, so, stuff of substance. Mm. There's so much kids' music out there yeah. that sucks. But like with my kindergartners, I'm doing all this old folk stuff, like Ellie nice. Jenkins and Pete Seeger. And oh, Mark nice, Guthrie very cool. My first graders, I'm actually my first graders. I'm actually prepping Ooh, for. They might be giants. Man, I would have right loved now. having you as a music nice. teacher. Nice. <laughs> and I'm doing these folk dances, these old uh, New England folk dances with my oh, second and cool. third graders, and playing my accordion a lot. So I'm like making music of all kinds, like all day. And sometimes, like a lot of times on the way home, I'll I'll listen to podcasts. I mean, they can be about music, but I'd almost rather just listen to like some grownups talk about yeah. something than like you <laughs> no, know, I totally get that. Kids <laughs> flapping their gums at me, or like you know, singing you know, so you- kids songs. So it's it's kind of nice. So this song kind of yeah. you know, played in the same way where it's kind of okay. like this is not a song. Like if I put this on for kids, they'd be like, <laughs> be like, come on, you know. But but for me, I was just like, yeah, okay, this hits the spot right now. So so building off that idea, Greg, I played uh-huh. this in the car a couple of times this week with my kids in the car because I was, you know, I, that's where I do most of my yeah. driving. And my son's response was that he thought this was a kid's really? song. He was actually kind of like, okay, really? so when do I give my opinion about this song? I'm like, oh my gosh, um, this hilarious. isn't on the kids' album, buddy. He's like, but <laughs> this is a kid's song. <laughs> He's like, I give it an 8.5 out of 10. And it would be higher if the singer wasn't saying dang dreaming. Dang dreaming? Because he thought that the singer was swearing. <laughs> Diddle the dang dreaming again. here. On, on the kids' album, yeah. That's adorable. And his response was, they should, they, when I told him it was, no, 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 buddy, yeah. it's, it's daydreaming. He's like, well, that should be clearer. They should re record that. You want to leave room for misinterpretation <laughs> there. So, that's hilarious. So that, like, that makes me ask you, what's the. Is it just me, or did Jim do something with his voice? It sounds very electronic. It sounds like he's using that what do they call it auto recorder, auto auto tune. Um, is he auto tuning his I, voice? Yeah, in the there song? might be some auto tune there. I, I think I it's more just like line. processing to they they kind of make it uh, a little. You can do that with EQ. You can make it kind of float a little bit above the mid range of the guitars and stuff, and make it a little more ethereal. Uh, what do you think, Greg? I mean, it could be comp- it could. I think it could be uh, like even though it's a pretty gentle vocal, yeah. it could be compressed a bunch so that the uh, so the dynamic range is very consistent. You know, it brings the peaks down and and, and raises you know the the softer parts. So it's just like very. I mean, monotone wouldn't be the right monodynamic, word. Monodynamic, yeah. Yeah. I suppose Homo- it'd be homogenous. Kind of like, just very, very, <laughs> yeah, right. And I mean, th- this is the issue with like a lot of big mm. budget records. I mean, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the, with the loudness the wars. We talked about that wars. last week with Susan, actually. Now, <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So obviously, this right. song is not trying to win right. the loudness wars. But even even a soft song. My friend was telling me about oh, some like new metal band did a cover of the sound disturbed did sounds that. of yeah. silence by Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah, and he's like, it was yeah. the most aggressive acoustic guitar vocal song <laughs> I've ever heard. And because the it's like, you can't even make it acoustic. Right, but he's yeah, yeah, even yeah, saying yeah. from a production standpoint, like a guy is strumming really an acoustic front. guitar, in your but then face. you just like smash it so that like, <clears throat> right? You think like, oh, it's nice and chill, but then like if you drop the MP3 oh, yeah. into like your your recording like software, the waveform, like it's an yeah. acoustic guitar, but yeah. it's like it's just like no peaks or valleys, just like. <laughs> and I, I don't no, think this song but, is guilty of that, but <clears throat> as far mm-hmm. as like compressing it, like synths. Especially analog synths are pretty Anyways, naturally yeah. compressed. You Agreed. don't have to put compressors on synthesizers. It's a very kind of flat tone as it is. Drum machines, same thing. You don't need to worry about that. Um, I mean, recording real drums, you're putting compressors on like everything. Mm-hmm. But everything's already got this kind of chill, like electronic, robotic kind of just very controlled, compressed sound. 
And so maybe they did the same thing to the vocals and just kind of smashed them into this little robot uh, thing mm. without making them sound like a robot exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Though there are plugins called Bit Crushers where you can get that kind of chip tune. Have you ever played with played with that? Those kind of plugins, Bit Crushers. No. I mean. I mean, I could send you my track for this podcast, and I, I could sound like a robot if you'd like. <laughs> I, I was <laughs> for the entire I have episode, used, I have used or like right here, like right here, I'll just turn into it. Right here, I'll just yeah. like I peel off my face. <laughs> on the side I I actually have this really cool piece of gear <laughs> called hilarious. the Voice Box. It's an Electro Harmonics uh, Voice Box, and it's really cool. It can, it, any audio signal that you put into it alongside your vocals. It can use to modulate the signal, so you can even play like a guitar and nice. be basing. It'll it will produce harmonies automatically based on the chord that you're playing on the guitar. It's pretty sweet. Sure, it's pretty slick. Yeah, um, I'm a big yeah. I'm a they big got fan some of nice harmonic stuff. I got a bunch of pedals. But uh, so I, I, out of a, I keep I keep forgetting. I want to I want to suggest you, you excited me when you said you were talking about like old school old timey folk songs and stuff. I'm a big fan of that stuff. So I don't know if you already uh, are, are yeah. using it in your curriculum, but I highly recommend New York Girls. Can't you dance the polka? Awesome, awesome song. I'll, I'll, po- I'll post the mm. link there. Huh. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm game for pretty much anything. So, do we have anything else that we want to <laughs> add in for this for this song? Yeah, I, okay, I found something. You guys ever yes, go on the Genius website? Yeah. No. Yeah. So I was looking up just the lyrics because I'm like, okay, the lyrics are pretty simple, but let me make sure I'm mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hearing them right. And on one site, uh, I think just like the Google Play lyrics that usually pop up, just if you're using Google or whatever, uh, had uh, hold the phone, turn off the fax machine, like a fax machine, as if you're in the 90s. And then I go on Genius and it says turn off the facts, as in like, that's a fact. The facts machine. And then someone annotated it and said that the CD liner notes say facts machine. Facts as in F-A-C-T-S. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Well, now this song takes on a whole new meaning. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I like that you're calling a computer a machine since you can you can go and find all sorts of alternative <laughs> yeah. facts on social media if you want to. Oh. <laughs> that's crazy. That's interesting because yeah. I, I thought it was facts, F-A-X yeah, I assumed as well. It was facts. Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, because that's just naturally what your ear is going to hear, at least if you're <laughs> our ages, <laughs> right? I don't think <laughs> I don't think kids uh, know what a fax machine is anymore. Though my school still has one. I don't I know. Say, I still use them. <laughs> you do? Yeah. Every now and then, I have to send documents places and get it there. I'm guessing quick, those so are government places, rather than well, especially it. where it's hold right, the phone yeah. and then turn off the fax machine. Like it feels like right. It would make sense like a telephone and then a fax but these days a fax machine could easily be a computer so i think that's that's uh you know if you're you're plugged into wikipedia your computer is acting as a fax machine <laughs> true so, so not the, and, not yeah. the news media though Those alternative are fake, facts like fake i said facts. but like okay so <laughs> i, I want to preface i know we're, we're gearing up to to end here and before i give a score i want to say this look i'm still recovering from my nasty bout with the flu and and I've been, oh my God. yeah, it's been, it it's been like a month plus. It's been awful. I'm in, I'm in a bad yes. mood because I didn't sleep well last night. So <laughs> if I seem overly harsh when I give when I give a, a, a number here, just keep that in mind. And also bear in mind, maybe next January when we're doing our another round of resolutions, when, I may indeed increase my score. <laughs> maybe I'll be kinder in retrospect. But, oh, uh, that's, that's me. Oh, is that something you guys did? You, yeah, we you had a New Year's episode thought, where we, we like, maybe changed scores. a few scores. That's fun. Adjusted. Our regrets <laughs> episode. Regrets. <laughs> I've had a few. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yes. I have one from doing that. <laughs> I forgot you did that, actually. Yeah, they, you, have a, you have a second regrets episode <laughs> about the regrets you had about the resolutions episode. <laughs> I, I regret everything I said on the resolutions episode. Take it all back. <laughs> so, Greg, I don't know if you're familiar. We do zero to five. Okay. Of, and, and Michelle will give us our scoring of what, of what the... Our category. The, the category okay. is. What our week. rating, how we're rating it. Sure. Um, so, it's... I love all our discussion for this week. Um, sorry to take over, Tracy. Uh, nope. 
That's what okay. I was Okay. I, I felt like you were handing it over. Um, so, yes, zero is the lowest, five is the highest. But my original category for our scores for this week was eight bits. But I'm changing it to eight bit chip tunes because I feel like <laughs> that was the. Because chip tunes is actually the thing I was looking for, but I couldn't think of it. And I'm like, well, it's the eight bit thing from Mario Brothers um, or Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. So. Chip tunes I mean, that, is, that works, is, too. Yeah, yeah. It works, too. So, um, as our guest, well, do we want the guest to go first yeah. or last? Sure. No. First? <laughs> no. no. Or I can, too I'll much go first. Too I'll give my rating first. Okay. So, I give this song, and, and once Aaron said this in our regrets yeah. episode, this is how I go. 2.5 is the middle. That's the that's a C. That's the middle of the road. Okay. I actually like this okay. song a little bit more than that. So I give this song a two point seven five chip tunes. Okay. <laughs> that's my rating for the score. Cause I feel like it's a slightly you know, like it's fine. If it's on, I'm gonna listen to it. I don't hate it. It doesn't send me over the edge. It doesn't make me feel anything, but it's it's fine, you know. It's okay. So I'm giving it a two point seven five. Okay. Should we so, move? Who so wants to go next? I I can I can a second going second is fine for me. Greg, we already pushed how the many the chip tunes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what, is that a reference to something? I don't know. <laughs> Greg, how many chip tunes do you give this song? Oh. Uh you know, I I do like it a lot. I mean, when I was looking through the spreadsheet trying to decide on something that was coming up, uh, you know, in not, the not-too-distant future for you guys, um, I was just kind of going through. I'm like, I have no idea what the song is. And as soon as I heard that intro, I'm I'm just such a sucker for synth stuff and that chiptune stuff. And I've never done legit chiptune. Like, every time I hear a, a chiptune cover or something, I'm just a sucker for it. And so a lot of chiptune is kind of silly, and that's kind of the point. This one is like, it's a, it, it, it's, it's a, it's a there grown man's chiptune. It's a, you know, man's it's more mature. <laughs> it's uh nice. yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's there like the go. jazz of chiptune. No, it's there we go. <laughs> uh, but, I'll, you know, I was, so I listened to it a bunch uh, after school today, and I had my my nearly six month old daughter, she was, uh, you know, had just ate and was just kind of hanging out on my knee as I was like surfing, looking up stuff about bare naked ladies and whatever. And, uh, and she was, she was grooving on it. And it was just like a kind of nice little song. I got home from nice. work and she's just kind of like bopping along, you know, where I'm bopping around my knee too. And she was, she was digging it. And, uh, I, uh, I don't know, maybe that influenced my opinion, but, I do think, well, yeah, it's not their, you know, the some earworm that's you're gonna, it's going to be stuck in your head for days and it's going to top the charts, you know. But it, it's a very uh, enjoyable song, in my opinion. Uh, so I'm going to give it a th- 3.2 uh, chippy chippy tunes. Very, very nice. good. Very, very good. That's a, that's yeah. a respectable That's number. a decent score. I think that, that's good. That seems uh, good to me. All right. So, Aaron <laughs> I'll, or Tracy, I'll go. who wants I, to be I actually the have a feeling, something about the way okay. Tracy was speaking earlier, <laughs> that he actually may be drinking even more haterade than I am this week. So I'm going to go ahead and, and, I don't know, we'll, we'll see. So, Michelle, you and I, once again, are very, very closely aligned. I, I also like this. I think this is an above-average tune. I think it's very well done. It's a very it's a it's a very competently produced tune. I'm not I mean that sincerely, not not like in a, any kind of sneering way. And it's uh it's uh, I agree with Greg. It's aesthetically pleasing. You know, it's very pleasant to listen to. Yeah. And sometimes that's all you want or need it out is. of a tune. Um, but you know, I gotta you know I gotta in my mind compare it to the what must be fifty plus songs now that we've we've already listened to during the course of this uh and i you know i just can't compare to some of the other ones and even the three so i'm i'm going to give it a a solid and above average 2.7 chip tunes out of five there we go very good all right tracy all right you there's a definitive Uh pattern here Uh if it's a kevin song i'm the hater (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> what do you, what, what do you, did he run over your Poor dog Kevin, or leave him alone. What's, uh, what's the history here? <laughs> I, there are Kevin songs I love. I know we have not hit them yet. I know. Yeah. We should have Kevin come he, on he, and have he, a meaning. You can interview you, Tracy, and be like, why you. are you such a meanie? Let's work it out. <laughs> Let's work Where's it this out. coming from? Tell me about He'll your mother. He'll only come on if I'm not there. <laughs> yeah, what happened to you as a child? What what Kevin beat what you up in elementary school? Which is funny because he's the nicest of the BNL. Oh, clearly the nicest, <laughs> sweetest, nicest, kindest. All right, I, yeah. I've said a lot about this song already, and so I'm going to keep it yeah. relatively short. I'm not a fan of this song. I Ooh. wouldn't play it again. Wow. It's, n- I, it's not one that's on my playlist. It won't be going so on my 4.2. playlist. So 4.2. Two. two. <laughs> oh. Did you say wow. two? A two. Well, I'm that glad Greg is, was here to balance you out. Is sir. that your lowest? <laughs> I know. Yeah. No, his, another one of his Vegetable Town is yeah, a one point seven. I can't five. see oh, rating this. Right. I do love this I can't more than see Vegetable Town. This below the so. bulk of the children's songs, but I guess that's just a difference between you and me. <laughs> yeah. Well, and if you have to listen to the children's songs as much as I do, then Fair you enough. get to like Fair them enough. a little that's bit more. Wow! So that leaves us with two point six six. Okay, pretty close to what I was reading it, so I'm okay with this. And that brings it right below. Yeah, above best damn friends, which is. Yep. Yep. (laughs) All right. Interesting. I I know we're running short on time here, so I'm going to throw for an appearance this week. Um, I'm going to change my appearance. <laughs> you don't need to do that, Tracy. Not, not You're that good enough the way you are. <laughs> I'm shame. Don't let anyone <laughs> tell you otherwise. I thought you were bleaching your hair. I didn't know what that was all about. Now that makes sense. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm going to change the appearance that I'm covering for this week. Um, BNL just released a song with Kim Mitchell this week. Now, you may remember from earlier podcasts, Kim Mitchell, uh, the Ed... Ed Robertson was in one of the early videos for mm. Kim Mitchell. Um, he was in the audience. He's obviously a big fan. Uh, Kim Mitchell asked them if they would like to do some kind of cover with them. And they said, I would love to do Diamonds, Diamonds. Um, he doesn't usually re-record songs he's already done, but he's like, I would love to do that. This is one of those soft tunes that is absolutely gorgeous to listen to. Mm, I mean, this doesn't nice. cover it because it's a Kim Mitchell tunes co- w- featuring Bare Naked Ladies. So we we aren't going to cover it. But I mean, if we were going to cover it, I would give this easily in the fours, maybe even like hum, mid fours. It is a gorgeous, gorgeous, harmonious tune with oh. all this great playing by Kevin and beautiful singing by Kim Mitchell and the guys. So please, I'm going to put it in the liner notes. Please go out, out and listen to the song. I'm gonna. You can also download it. I don't know where the money goes to. I don't know if it's for a cause, but just buy it. It is beautiful. <laughs> so, and speaking of appearances, Michelle, is there something different about you this week? Did you cut your hair? Because I almost cut my hair. And it, what's that you're wearing around your neck? Is that is that a Southern cross? <laughs> I, I I don't know, but I, don't know what's going I, I just. I, I just think you have a heart of gold. You're just... I, I don't know. <laughs> well, anyways, I'm not going to carry on any longer. And I'm going to get to yeah. next week's song, which is going to be Deck the Stills. <laughs> if you didn't get all the nice little throwouts that I threw in there, you will next week. Okay. <laughs> but I'm bummed. <laughs> Thank okay. you very okay. much, yeah, Greg, you, Greg, for joining us. Always a pleasure. Give us Thanks a for having here. Plug... Please plug your podcast, please. Okay, yeah. So you can find. Well, you can hear my dog barking right now, and she'll tell you, boy, she'll tell you that you can find uh, this might be a podcast on iTunes, Spotify, all the stuff. Uh, oh my goodness! <laughs> she's, she's a fan. Yeah. What's that, Lassie? Uh, so, yeah. Timmy, down the old well. This might be a podcast. <laughs> falling down a well. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we're on Twitter at this might be a pod. Um, yeah. And uh, Facebook.com slash this might be a podcast. So I guess those would be the places nice. to go. Yeah. Go on and listen. And if, you, if you're a fan, yeah, I have done episodes with uh, both Marty Beller, the drummer, and Danny Weinkoff, the bassist. And when they come back from Australia, uh, hopefully. 
someday I can get the Johns on. I have been in touch with their management uh, through those interviews with those two guys. So uh, here's hoping. So check out This Might Be a Podcast. Thanks for having me Thanks on. Thanks for coming on. You're that was awesome. That's Please fun. go out and listen to his podcast. I've, I've only caught in a handful of the episodes, but they are absolutely amazing and entertaining to listen to. So go out there and listen to those. Thanks. And thank you guys for joining us next week. Join us next week for Deck the Stills. We'll see you then, guys. <laughs> Bye. Thanks, thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks. That was fun. Don't forget. No regrets. Except maybe one. If I smushed a million puppies.